The Cardinals set to take on the Dodgers, and yeah, the game's not quite over yet. I'm going to tell you exactly why. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to Locked On Cardinals. It's uh, for Tuesday, August 6, 2019. My name's Moose Michaels, your host, your guide. On your journey to baseball knowledge. I don't know if I'd give myself quite that accolade. You can uh, follow me on Twitter at Moose Michaels. We're also uh, at Lock.STL. You can shoot me an email, moose at onairwithmoose.com. Oh, man. So, at the time that I'm recording this, it's uh, just shy of 8 o'clock. A little more than an hour before the game is set to start. Now, I'm going to tell you right now. I've got a little boy who's about to turn a year old. And if you've got kids, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the little kids. When they go to bed, you go to bed. Period. So uh, I'm not going to be able to watch the Dodgers game as it's happening, the Dodgers and Cardinals. So uh, I'll have to see what happens in the morning via the magic of technology. Anyway, uh, so a little bit, a uh, bit of a different episode uh, format today, as we are um, hopefully going to pull out a win. I, you know, we I, I kind of had the whole upset thing going yesterday, uh, and I still don't have a lot of faith in Michael Wanka. I mean, ultimately, it, it's going to come down. I mean, yeah, he's got kind of a nasty changeup still, and he's still got some uh, some numbers that say maybe he's got some bad luck. But at the same time, uh, I mean, do you really trust Waka? That's what it comes down to. Do you really trust Waka? Because if if you do, then, hey, you know what? Good for you, man. I, I just can't do it. I just absolutely can't do it. I like Waka. I remember when he came up in 2013, all the signs everywhere, Waka, 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 all that stuff. And it it was fun, and it was was a good time, but I just don't know that it's actually going to happen anymore. Uh, Again, this is Lockdown Cardinals, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. And uh, let's see. Whoa. Let's first turn the music off. And now let's go to the three big things. Well, like we were just talking about, Wonka taking the mound tonight for um, the Cardinals. He of uh, 5.15 ERA and 69 strikeouts fame. He of uh, incredibly bad luck fame. The BABIP on his stuff is uh, just not good. So, just uh, just not, not, not great at all. But, hey, we're going to see what he does. You know, he, he tends to uh, shine when you expect him to not shine. Number two. All right, so, again, this is happening before the game has even started, but I'm taking issue with the lineup card again. Why is Matt Carpenter batting leadoff? Why? Uh, and... Carpenter ought to be batting where Weeters is. You ought to move Weeters up to the seventh spot, Fowler up in the first spot, and Wong up to number two. Why is this so hard? Number three. And uh, finally, the lineup is pretty much intact outside of Molina. 
And I, I guess we're going to see Molina here pretty soon. Uh, I think they said about a week or so. I, I'm not entirely sure. This is the uh, the, the part of the, the one of the hardest stretches of the Cardinals' schedule so far. Like we mentioned on yesterday's show, too. They got 10 more games against the Cubs head-to-head. So if they can stay close, and we're going to have some pretty interesting baseball at the end of the season. But they gotta they got to keep the pace. You know, they've got to be able to get in there and uh, say, hey, we uh, we can do this. We absolutely can do this. And we are going to keep pace and we are going to win. Period. Uh, let's see. Rest of the Dodgers series coming up. And again, we're going to talk more about this um, as we get to each day. Michaelis and Kershaw going to be taking the mounds against each other. Kershaw... I guess finally getting back to Kershaw levels of uh, dominance. 2.85 ERA. He's got 122 strikeouts. Now, his last start, he had five walks, but he did only allow two runs in six innings. He's 7-0 at Dodger Stadium with a 2.35 ERA. Good news, though. Carpenter hits him pretty well. Goldschmidt tears into him. Jairo Munoz so far has hit into him pretty well. And so is Matt Wieters. Uh, Michaelis, on the other hand, taking the mound for uh, the Cardinals. He's got a 4 ERA, 4 even, 7-11 on the season. You know, if you're 7-11 and on the season, I feel like you ought to go to a 7-11 and get a big gulp. 90 strikeouts, and um, here's the deal. The Cardinals are 11-11 and when he pitches. And he started against the Dodgers once in his career, beating them this past April when the Cardinals had the big sweep going on. So... If we can get through this walk is start, and then we can carry right on over into tomorrow, we might have a chance. The Cardinals historically have tagged Kershaw pretty well. Uh, thinking of back to was it the was it the NLDS in 2014, 2013? I believe it was 2013. Everyone's like Kershaw's gonna get you. Didn't it? Didn't quite happen that way. Uh, so let's see what else is uh, happening after this Dodgers series is over. That's when the schedule gets just a little bit easier. Starting this Friday, Pittsburgh coming to town for a three-game set. After that, back to Kansas City. They have 40 and 73 on the season. Got a two-game series with them. And then Cincinnati uh, up after that. And it's not that Cincinnati's bad. It's a four-game series with them. But this is going to be a part of the schedule after this Dodgers series where you can start to make up some of that ground against the Cubs again. Because once this quote-unquote soft part of the series is over with, then it's going to be back to the Brewers, and you can have cause to have more of that separation. This is Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Uh, You can catch us on Google and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the brand-new Himalaya Podcast app, everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at LockedOnSTL, at Moose Michael. Shoot me an email, moose at onairwithmoose.com. We'd love to hear from you. Our second segment right around the corner. Don't go anywhere. Hey, it's Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, moose with you. It's Tuesday, but when I'm recording this, it's Monday before the first pitch has even happened. Blame my son. Nearly a year old, but hey, somebody's got to rock him. And then, of course, Dad's got to get some sleep as well. I'm just, I, if that's selfish of me, call me selfish. Shelf, call me shellfish. 
That's yummy. We're doing uh, tacos for his first birthday, by the way. Have you ever tried to plan uh, a, a little boy's first birthday party? Don't ask me anything about it. I haven't planned it either. My wife did the whole thing. Now, for his actual birthday, and I know this isn't baseball, but bear with me. We're going to come back around to it. We're doing like a like a Wild West taco theme. We're going to have some regular tacos, maybe some shrimp tacos, uh, things like that. Now you see why I thought of that, because of shellfish. Uh, but then when we go to get his actual pictures taken, we got someone that's going to take his pictures for his first birthday. And it's going to be baseball themed. So he's got a little baseball shirt. There's going to be a banner. He's going to have a baseball smash cake. And of course, he's going to have the STL right in the middle of it. Duh, right? So I'm uh, going to have a lot of fun with that. His birthday is actually on the 14th, which is a week from tomorrow, Wednesday, a week from Wednesday. And then uh, we're going to have his party later on in the month here at the, uh, the new digs, as it were. But, hey, you know what? Little boy loves watching baseball, just can't watch it tonight. Cardinals, Dodgers uh, got underway a little bit after 9 o'clock. I don't really know what happened. I know it's going to sound crazy because you're listening to this on Tuesday morning. Why doesn't he know what happened on Monday night? Because I'm recording it before the game. That's how it goes. But I figured in our second segment, we would talk a little bit about what to expect realistically from the Cardinals going forward uh, for the rest of this season. They're not, they're not exactly a bad team. They've had, a, they've had some very bad stretches. They've had, some pretty bad run, they've had a pretty bad run of bad luck. Or I guess a good run of bad luck if you, know, you listen to the, the, the wisdom of Clint Black. But it seems like parts of this team click, and then you can kind of see exactly what it was that everybody was talking about. Like, oh my gosh, look at Paul Goldschmidt. Him and Ozuna are just smashing right now, right? Or sometimes the pitching comes together, as in when Adam Wainwright goes eight innings, 120 pitches, when Flaherty nearly tosses a no-hitter twice in one season. So we got to figure out a way to get these parts of the team to meld together. We've got to find a way, and by we, I mean the Cardinals. The Cardinals have to find a way to ease some of the pressure on the bullpen. Because when you get to October, let's just say the Cardinals get in – doesn't matter if it's the wild card if they win the division. They're in the postseason. Now, you want them to win the division because you don't want to have to do any, you don't want anything to do with the one game play in, which, by the way, I think is the stupidest thing in the world. Uh, I'll, give you an, I'll give you my idea for how to do the postseason coming up uh, in just a little bit. However, you've got to be able to get the bullpen rested enough. You've got to be able to get the starting pitching rested enough to have a, a, a decent outing from them. Because once you get to the postseason, you can cut down on the rotation a little bit. Maybe a couple of your back-end starters can help bolster the pin. But if you're not well-rested, if not everything's clicking, it doesn't matter if you get to the postseason because you're going to get bounced right out. So if the Cardinals get in and they win the division, at, at, at this moment, it's looking like they're going to have to face off against the Dodgers. If they get in via the wild card, it'll be most likely the Braves. Uh, both those teams are no joke, and we're about to see what the Cardinals can do the Dodgers tonight. Now, as far as the uh, MLB postseason go, they announced the times for that. I believe October 22nd is the start of the World Series. So uh, a little bit earlier, not going into November this year. To me, and you can call me a baseball purist all you want. 
this two wild card team nonsense just they're trying to replicate that season was it the twins it was the twins and somebody else where they had to play a game 163 and they had to play in to see who got into the postseason i get it you know the cardinals beat the braves for the very first national league wild card game in 2012 was it 2012 i think it was 2012 and, you know, the infamous uh, infield fly incident and all that business. But to me, it kind of cheapens everything, and it, it's cheapened these teams' competitive nature. A lot of teams, and we're seeing this in the offseason, we're seeing this in the trade deadline, a lot of teams, the Cardinals, aren't willing to do what they have to do. And we've talked about this ad nauseum, that, you know, the Cardinals could have got Zach Wheeler for basically spare parts. And if you're a fan of Harrison Bader, Tyler O'Neill, I'm not trying to upset you. That's exactly what they are. There's 5,334 outfielders in the Cardinal system. Bader and O'Neill just happen to be at the top of the list at the moment. And they're getting shuttled back and forth to Memphis anyway. Why couldn't you, why couldn't you do that? Because the Cardinals will look at their chances. They'll try to figure out where they can save money on payroll and yet still make the postseason. And usually for most teams, that's the wild card. And in the offseason, it's like, well, we like our chances with the team we got. Now, I'm not getting on to them too much. They did trade for Goldschmidt and then extend him for a pretty hefty sum. The Cardinals, I guess, will spend money when they feel like it makes sense. Except when it makes sense to everybody else but them, as in this trade deadline. Regardless... The addition of the second wild card, the playing game, I believe has kind of stifled the competitive nature of baseball. And, it, and it's a real problem for the game. Do you remember when offseasons used to be exciting? Oh, my God, where's Bryce Harper going? You know, there was a little bit of that this time, but it was just so quiet. You know, remember when Albert Pujols left the Cardinals? Where's, okay, he's been talking with the Marlins. Oh, no, he's back. He's, okay, no, hold on. Hold on. He, he's, been, he's been back with the Cardinals now. There was even a rumor he was talking to the Cubs at one point. Then all of a sudden, here comes the Angels swooping in, and you're like, what just happened? Where is that? That's what we need. I feel like the wild card is, is messed with that. It's taken a few years, but it's finally done it. Here's what you do. You want to fix the baseball postseason, and no one's going to agree with me on this. You're going to say it makes it less exciting. I think it makes it more exciting during the season because it puts all the emphasis Absolutely, not only on winning your division, but on winning with the best record in your league. And if you listen to my old podcast, I, I might have even talked about this back in spring training. But if you're new to the show, here's how I feel like the postseason ought to be done. There are only going to be your division winners going to the postseason. We're eliminating wild cards altogether. That's right. Well, Moose, how, how are you going to do that? Only six teams going to the postseason? Yeah, and you know what else? We're also going to uh, be able to do some other stuff too. All right? And the postseason is going to move along a lot quicker, make it a lot more exciting instead of all this waiting. So, let's just take the Dodgers this season, for example, right? Let's say they finish with the best record in the National League. Let's say they finish with a, something crazy, 118 wins or whatever. It is. They get an automatic buy-in to the National League Championship Series. Automatic. Then let's say the Cardinals win the Central, the Braves win the East. The Braves and the Cardinals will then play 
in a seven-game division series. The winner of that will go to a seven-game National League Championship Series to play the Dodgers, and then, of course, on to the World Series. And the same thing over on the side of uh, the American League. Say the Astros, they get the best record in the league. They go on to the American League Championship Series, automatic buy-in. Then the Yankees and the Twins battle out in the division series to see who goes to get to meet the Twins, or excuse me, goes to get to meet the Astros. And then the winner of that goes on to the World Series. To me, that is way more exciting than like, well, you got this forced play-in game. I know this one team got in with 80-some-odd wins. They didn't. They didn't trade for anybody because they knew they were going to get in. It just doesn't make any sense to me to do it that way. No one asked me. They're not going to do that. But wouldn't that be a lot more fun? Let me know your thoughts at uh, Moose Michaels on Twitter, locked in STL. You can shoot me an email. Moose at onairwithmoose.com. I'd love to hear from you about that. This has been Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. I will see you Wednesday morning. You know what to do. Drink a brewski for the mooski. I'm out.